Welcome to the podcast edition of Maximum Growth Live, the number one program for lawyers who want to grow their practices. Each week, our hosts, Seth Price and Jay Ruain, tackle the fundamental questions about how to grow the profit and profitability of your law firm. To watch the program live, submit your questions and hear the latest episode. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Facebook for our live show. Maximum Growth Live is a production of Maximum Lawyer Media. Hey there, everybody. Jay Ruane here with Seth Price, my friend for the June 11th edition of uh, Maximum Growth Live. Seth, how are you doing this week? Doing great. Everything uh, just, you know, it's a beautiful day and uh, enjoying the outdoors. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have something really special for us uh, today. We actually reached out uh, on the web uh, in our Facebook groups and we actually found a young lawyer uh, who is within the first week of his private practice, leaving the firm that he was with and hanging a shingle. Uh, And so what we're going to do today is actually bring Chris on as a live caller, put him in the hot seat, Talk about some of the things that you can do as a new lawyer to really sort of establish yourself. Uh, and I think it's going to eat up a lot of time today. So I don't want to waste any time. I want to get him right on the call. Is that cool with you? Do it. All right. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Fantastic. So let's bring Chris on the call right now. And uh, and we're going to see how we can help him grow his firm. All right. So we're going to welcome now Chris Ragaby, uh to the call. Hey, Chris, how are you doing today? Doing well, gentlemen. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. So... We saw your uh, post come up in the Max Law forums, right, on the, in the Facebook group, uh, where you said that you were launching your firm. How many days into your private practice are you? Um, three, actually, That's yeah. awesome. Wow. So you're fewer than 100 hours. God, I, I remember those days. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of interesting with everything that's going on right now in the world. A lot of us are sort of reliving a relaunch of our practices so you, you couldn't find a better time just to give you a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, a good vibe i launched my practice 10 days before september 11th uh so right. um you know and i was able to build it a seven figure firm uh over time so uh just because you start off in adversity doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to always be like this so uh let's talk about some of your questions about growth and where you want to go uh, we're wide open. So what questions do you have for us and, and how can we help you grow your firm? Uh, yeah, tons of questions. I've really tried to narrow down uh, to allow for some time for elaboration and so on. But a lot of them really come down to marketing and digital marketing specifically, since that's obviously sort of the way uh, the world is operating today. Um, as far as like how much is too much content to post if there is such a thing? Let's take a step back. Which practice areas are you looking to attack? Do you have any that you have now? Do you have ones that you want to get to eventually? What's your plan? So my plan has been to uh, basically work criminal defense uh, work, and that, that's really the practice area I wanted to focus on. Um, this morning, actually, I had an interesting call from a client of my former firm who kind of wants me to continue doing some of their debt collection work. And uh, my background, actually, I've been a debt collector since 2005. That's kind of... Uh, kind of my jam to be honest with you and uh i've taken some panel cases from the public defender's office over the past couple years and just really kind of enjoyed the criminal defense work and that's kind of where i want to focus my efforts well and i say from a digital point of view i applaud it not only did i and jay both start our firms with that um i think it is probably the area most ripe for digital marketing 
in the sense that if you were to line up the B2C areas, and generally we talk about the business to consumer areas as being most ripe for digital marketing, and the B2B areas as the ones you should go take people to lunch and get season tickets to games if people would do that. But, you know, criminal defense has the least number of people on TV compared to PI, and at the same time has the most number of people that don't want to talk to anybody else where they want to do their own research, which is why it's, it's, it's great. So, you know, just like Jay, you know, launched during a downturn in the economy. And to me, it's it's a long term play. Like you're not going to, you know, at least organically uh, put up a website and, and have, you know, you know, revenue flying in the door day one. But I think it's being realistic about what you're doing and time frame is really important. So, yes, content there. SEO comes down to two fundamentals, content and links. It takes a well-coded site beneath it so that if you're, you've got your site finally, but understand that Google generally keeps sites in a sandbox for a period of months before you get any meaningful love. And it may take a full year before it gives you the opportunity to be in play with competition, even if you're doing things right. So, I, I applaud the idea. I don't think you can do too much content at this point. This isn't a legacy site with bad blogs. If you're writing great, high-quality content, it, there is not, no better use of your time. I would do it in a strategic manner where you hit the main geo, location, and crime keywords that you want, but that if you do it in a logical, methodical manner, creating silos of information that the content itself is an amazing use of time when you have more time than money, which won't always be the case. And so thinking about strategically and mapping out a content plan of what you want to accomplish and then executing it, I think is awesome. What I would stay away from is something that Jay and I have seen over the years, marketing companies and other people do, which are what I call regurgitated news blogs, where you rewrite a story from the news and put it on your site. It doesn't do you that much good. The one exception is if there's a case you're trying to get and you write a detailed blog trying to get the family to see it, great. But that's a that's an exception and takes real pinpoint accuracy. Most of the time, those blogs become are the bad content that weigh down the site. So that 500 word plus pages of content and for your money landing pages, up to 2,500 words, building that an amazing use of time, particularly early in the firm. So one of the things I have for you, a question for you, Chris, is, uh, you know, it's interesting when you're in when you're in Facebook groups and when you're talking about it, you know, people say, well, what kind of law do you practice? You practice criminal law, right? But criminal is so wide. Is there an area of criminal that you particularly like uh, that you can sort of start to focus even now in the content that you're creating? Yeah, I, I would say so. Uh, DWIs uh, mostly, I, I think, are pretty interesting. But you know, with things like Uber and whatnot, like on the rise, it seems like those cases might be dropping. Um, alternatively, you know, expungements are apparently a good source of revenue. Um, Post-conviction relief might be interesting from a you know philosophical academic standpoint, but I'm not really sure. Uh, that's something I want to focus marketing efforts Seth, on. Seth, he's a young yeah. Jay Ruin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's me, he's me say, 20 years ago. I, I met Jay going to DUI marketing conferences years ago. And look, everything you're saying 
10 years ago, people were concerned that DUIs were going to go away. And I definitely think Uber has affected the market. It is not the same. Jay, you may want to talk. There are two major national organizations that are amalgamations of DUI lawyers where there's amazing training and CLE opportunities and sort of networking. Jay himself, you know, you can't go to one of those, mention Connecticut and not have Jay Ruane as the next breath out of anybody's voice. So there are dues that can be paid within those organizations networking wise, but I feel like marketing wise, most of that takes place outside of those organizations. Those organizations have been amazing for networking and CLE, but if you want the phone to ring, that's on your own. Yeah, no, in fact, most of the organizations, the two main organizations, the National uh, College for DUI Defense and the DUI Defense Lawyers Association, really don't focus on marketing. DUI DLA is actually adding that uh, to some of their seminars, um, but uh, but National DUI College doesn't have any marketing events. Really, the, 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 the strength of those organizations is the training. Uh, you know, the, the skilled practitioners who are trying cases every week uh, that are there teaching you tips and tricks uh, is is phenomenal. So uh, you know, I, I'm certainly you know encouraging you to join uh, one, if not both, of those organizations because I think they they both provide opportunities. Um, the networking though uh, is great because when you meet people at these seminars, you know, it, it, especially with DUIs, business people travel, right? And business people travel, entertain and get a DUI. So you might have somebody from Colorado uh, that you met a lawyer who reaches out to a lawyer there because they got uh, a DUI uh, in your neck of the woods. So that's one of the, the great things about being part of these professional organizations. Um, but if you are going to focus on DUI, I'd make a recommendation to you now uh, that perhaps your content should really be focused on the drug-related DUI. We're starting to see across the country uh, marijuana uh, uh, legalization or at least decriminalization, a lot more use of that. Um, there's a lot of training programs you can do just on the drug aspects of drug driving, not necessarily DUI. And I think there's going to be a lot of federal funds going into that in the next decade or so as you see more legalization and liberalization of attitudes towards it. And as a result, I think that's a growing area in the DUI niche, right? The DUI, DWI niche, OUI, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I think if you're going to start writing content, that would be a great place to really separate you from all the other DUI, OUI, DWI lawyers in your community because they've written everything about the field sobriety tests and alcohol and you're going to have the site that's focused in on the future not on the past so that would be a recommendation for you absolutely and look this is almost a walk down memory lane for both of us uh two thoughts that came to mind because jay talked about one is uh, you know that the marketing that you do um has changed over the years so many of the people for, who have done this as a legacy practice have been in certain silos. Let me, let me try to be more, more precise. So when I started, I had a different criminal law site and a separate DUI site, and I marketed them separately. We've had previous um, you know, webinars and, and, and Zooms where we've talked about one site versus two sites. You have limited resources. You're just getting started out. If you want to do criminal and DUI, you're really stuck with the one site concept. And frankly, even with resources, I eventually morphed the DUI um, pages and sites into a criminal site. So it would be domain.com backslash uh, DUI so that it's one off the homepage. So 
the negative to that is you're competing with somebody who only does DUI. But I feel like the economics are such right now that it would be, as a new lawyer, to go in and only do DUI, probably not a prudent move, and that the diversification is important, and you don't lose much. If you're a criminal defense lawyer and you do DUI, again, you, 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 you pound what you got. So if you only do DUI, you tell everybody that, and that's great. If you don't, you say you primarily do it. I don't think you're losing much, but it's going back to the original piece about content. Having a homepage that can incorporate criminal and DUI, but signaling to Google that the top of the silo for DUI, treating that as if it's an entirely separate website and that there's a silo of information, meaning the DUI, the, 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 the page on DUI then has pages on, you know, on, on drug, on alcohol, on other pieces, on first time, second time, third time, that you're creating a site within a site and that as you're doing the content we talked about in the first part of this um, this call was that you would be thinking in those terms. Here's my criminal piece. And here I have a separate section that's entirely on DUI and focusing and building that out as if it's not just I have a page on DUI, but I have an entire library of information about DUI. Yeah. Now, Chris, one of the things I want to talk to you a little bit about is um, is how you can give a positive first impression on the on the web because i think this is something that a lot of lawyers miss uh and and really it comes down to investing a little bit of money and i know when you're first starting out money is tight right um, but you may be able to tap your social network uh, and find somebody who's got a skill set that can help you here um or you can you know you could find ways to do it but invest now in some quality quality pictures of yourself um, because I go through and get contacted by lawyers every week and they say, you know, my, my, my website's not really performing. Uh, and then I look at their website and there's no picture of them anywhere on the website and certainly not on their homepage. At the end of the day, people like people and they want to connect with people. Um, and having an investment in quality pictures and what we do is we actually use a, a wedding photographer you know because the wedding photographer is Same. used to using the, the 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 frame and telling a story in pictures because they've got an eye for it uh and and spend a little money on pictures now and it will provide you with such dividends uh so we get a wedding photographer on a tuesday when they've got nothing else going on uh, and they will come out and we get, usually get them at a discount uh, and we tell a story with our pictures. So invest in those pictures, get them on your homepage, get them on your social profile so that they all match. Because at the end of the day, if a person's gonna pick up the phone, they, they don't know what you look like, they're scared to call you. But if you look approachable with a smile on your face and they get on the phone with you, you know, I, Seth and I have talked about this for years. I don't really care what the client looks like but the client really cares what I look like and what my people look like because they are they have to trust us, right? And really, the thing about having those quality images is that nowadays, with the way the world works, the quality images, people come to expect the design aesthetic, the look of a polished brand. So, you know, brands give people solace. You know, when you have something that looks complete like Apple, products do or targets branding does you know those are the types of thing that people feel comfort in because it you know they went so far as to, to as to make everything look right uh 
So, so that's something that I certainly would recommend that you do. Invest now. It's June. Get some pictures done by but the it, end it, of the it's, month. It's really, it's really not that expensive. If it's just oh. you, it's a shot. Really, you can go anywhere for a buck, buck fifty, and you're done. I recommend, which is a little controversial, doing one on a green screen so that you can play with different backgrounds over time. Um, you know, making look. The great thing is you got a beard, so you don't look like a kid, <laughs> which is important. Right. We always want you know, a lot of women who come to our firm that look like they're 17 years old and they're 27 and making sure that you have that look because somebody's about to put their life in your hands. They don't want to put it to their kid brother. They want to put it to somebody who looks like they're there. Get the suit right, hair, makeup if necessary, but making sure that you get that great photo that can convert. Couldn't agree more. And we've never talked about it, but we did the same thing. We have a wedding bar mitzvah photo guy. We actually just send the new hires before they even start. They swing by the studio on a Tuesday morning, get their shot done. And as you grow, I think that's really important to continue to add those photos in high quality to the site. Yeah, and I would go so far as to stage a couple of photos because you may be able to use them and other things down the line. So you could be outside of a courthouse, get three of your buddies to come and be standing with their backs to the camera and you on the other side. And so the camera's taking a picture of you. They don't see the, the faces of your friends, but they're there and you take them out to lunch afterwards. And then you have those type of photos you can use on some of your social profiles and on your website. I'll take it one step even back. With a green screen, you can put yourself anywhere you want. Just get some standing and some sitting sitting shots. Like that's, you know, meaning it's just get it done, but making sure that it's not a throwaway. I just did a call for Blue Shark this morning for my cousin's uh, firm in, in California, and the two principals in it have, like, ridiculously awful photos in it. They're both, you know, normal, attractive-looking people, but it's like, and these are established FU players in their respective spot, spaces, um, and it just looks like they're jokers based on what we're seeing there. So I so much would rather have somebody with that, amazing presentation it doesn't it really doesn't cost very much right okay so we've talked about your image right which is something that you want to <laughs> you want to polish off we talked about the kind of content that you want to start pushing out there and obviously you know you're going to find the niche that you want to get into let's set let's talk a little bit about um uh you know establishing your brand i guess online in some of the legal directories because i think that's certainly something that's that might be able to help chris let's talk about that um, and that, that's something like his AVO profile, you know, is, is sure. there, let's talk about that. And, and no, 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 things... so look, you know, we're going to bring Nalini on in a moment to, to, to talk about this. And it just we dovetails perfectly into this, uh, which is directories are how I started. I literally sat when I was you first days of the firm and like typed in legal directory and found every single one to, to put, put us in the world's evolved. There are now groups and services that you can use that will pre-populate the, the sort of nebulous directories that may or may not have value but are sort of needed for your Google My Business and three-pack map placement. But there are the ones that are sort of more essential. Uh, remind me what market you're in. St. Louis, Missouri. Right. So in St. Louis, it's it's a medium competitive market, right? It's not Miami, New York, but it's still it's not like you're the, the first guy who's thought about doing criminal DUI there. And so what I would say is making sure at very least you're looking at the basic fundamental directories, many of which are free. Avo, you're already in it, whether you're there or not, but claiming the profile and then going through and making sure that you get yourself to a 10. 
and where we could talk further about it later, but it is essentially done by an algorithm where the things that you pull down give you points. If you're at a top 20 law school, for example, and I'm giving you what was there, it's been bought by internet brands, there may be tweaks, but it's amazing how much is still there, that if you're at a law school that they like, it gave you it gave you point something. If you spoke somewhere, and what I have seen is that if you are the chair or president of something, it gives you points. But if you were just a member, it doesn't. So you fill out the bio as much as you can as a junior lawyer. But the one gift that is there that I love pushing people to is that you can improve the score not by getting consumers to review you, but by getting other lawyers. It was part of their genius marketing plan back in the day. And so what they did to get people to engage in AVA, which again was sold from a private company into internet brands, which is a behemoth lead gen, which doesn't care about anything but rate making money from selling leads, but it's still an important place. Getting 15 lawyers to endorse you on there, again, it's easy because you can endorse them back. That was their game. Getting yourself up to a 10, very doable and important. And then looking at what are the other uh, directories that make sense. Justia, for example, free. It's a little bit of a hoop to jump through. You got to send in your, uh, your your bar card. You have to send them a copy. So they make you, you they make you hustle. Free. HG.org is sort of a basic, fundamental, SEO-friendly website that lists lawyers. You're not going to get any cases from it, but it's one of those places that really moves the needle as far as SEO and has historically. So looking at what are the basic places you need? There are things you probably you know know about, but are you taking advantage of? Like Yelp, uh, Foursquare was popular, not as much, but these things do two things. They give you a nap, a name, address, and phone number, which helps with the Google My Business, but it also gives you a link. And that link, it's like a free, very, very powerful link that comes back to your site. So it's, it's validation. And so we talked about content, links were the other piece. So the directory is what I sat and spent my time on, but the great thing about the directories, and again, there are third parties that can fill you into sort of the nebulous out there directories, but for the really important ones, there may be a small fee or there may be a requirement to jump through a hoop, but getting those in place give you both a better shot at the local as well as further link juice or authority that will help you as you bring that together to create an SEO environment. Great. That's great stuff, Seth. So the last part of the thing, so we've talked image, we've talked content, we've talked directory. I want to talk a little bit briefly about pay-per-click, especially in this space, because as Seth will tell you and I will tell you, other than mesothelioma, DUI pay-per-click is some of the most aggressive and expensive pay-per-click out there compared to many other practice areas. And so competing as a early person competing in this space um, with budget being a concern, uh, it may be something that you need to consider, but it's also a very fast way to lose money uh, if you're not able to convert the people that are clicking on your ads. I mean, I started with pay-per-click back in 2001, and I was paying, you know, 10 cents, 7 cents a click. Those, some of those same clicks now are $175 for just the click, right? And that can really eat up your budget very quickly. So I'm going to make a recommendation to you. I think pay-per-click, because of the nature of DUI cases, 
because people don't like talking to their friends that they got one because they are up in the middle of the night after they when they can't sleep looking for information and because there's usually a very short time window from arrest to court date when they have to make a purchase decision uh pay-per-click can be a way to start getting the phone ringing for you but i'm going to make a suggestion i don't know what Seth's position on this so i'm going to throw it to him after this is that i want you to not focus in st louis on your pay-per-click because i think that's going to be much more expensive i think you should take some of the towns in the surrounding suburbs and focus your attention in those areas so instead of maybe you know st louis i guess you know columbia might be an area where you could you know target dui people looking for dui attorney because i think the problem is is that the people with the deeper pockets in st louis are going to have bid up those uh that stuff and if you can get pay-per-click in the surrounding areas you're going to find that person who lives in the suburbs who went home got and is now doing the research and you're going to show for them and it may put you in a position where you can get somebody at a 17 or 15 dollar click uh rather than the the high the high cost click Seth, what's your thought about something like you that? know it's it there's it's a mixed bag so obviously it's a lot more expensive google's gotten such that the roi is not amazing from it they know how to squeeze that down um you know it's an auction so as you know, so the ROI is not nearly as much. At the same time, presumably you're answering your own phone right now, right? Anything yeah. that comes in, particularly from pay-per-click, so your conversion will be higher. Um, Jay, I see it as a mixed bag going to the outlying areas. You know that I love that strategy for organic, no question about it. My only problem with it in a non-pandemic time where you're going to meet with people in person is that I have a theory that every 10 miles you leave from your office, concentric circles going out, you have a lesser chance of signing somebody, partially psychological. If somebody's in downtown St. Louis and it's a, money's on the bubble, you'd be like, I'll meet you, for, I'll meet you at Starbucks. We'll, we'll, we'll get this done or come to my office or I'll drive over to you when you're, when you're first starting out and you're scrappy. The problem with going too far outside of that area is that you're like, uh, you know what, it's not enough, it's not worth my ch while on a risk because you don't know if you're going to sign them to go and meet somebody. We can't get them into our office, so you have to sign them by phone where the, where the percentage of likelihood of signing goes down. So... I, Jay, I think it comes down to what is the cost in one versus the other. So it's not that St. Louis is bad, but if St. Louis is three times more expensive, yeah, I do that. But if it turns out that St. Louis is only $5 more per click, but your likelihood of signing somebody in downtown where you live and work is better, then I, I feel like you got to balance that and test it. You could test with relatively little money. One of the benefits that is not proven, but I'm can see over and over again is the case is that with a new website that the pay-per-click traffic actually gets you out of the sandbox quicker and gets I, I, you on your way i agree 100 percent, seth with that and i've seen it with websites that i've put up in secondary practice areas that are nowhere at a little money to pay-per-click and boom Right. And so it's, it, 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 are they tied together? No, but it's the traffic coming through as a trust symbol and that people come and see it and see what's going on. So I, I feel like I hate to spend somebody else's money, but dabbling with it, because again, if you're answering the phone yourself and you're presumably not the most expensive guy in the market and you're hungry and you can sell those, you'll have a better chance of monetizing as you get larger and other people are answering your phones and there may be a breakdown there and you're not the cheapest guy in the market. It's harder and harder to get ROI from pay-per-click in my estimation um, for higher end criminal. 
you know, it's feast or famine. You get some big, big cases, but you lose a lot because many of the people clicking at the top who aren't doing their research further down aren't the most rational player that don't have cash. So I think when you start, it actually can be more advantageous than later on in your career. Awesome. So I think that really gives us four good points, right? The four good points that you can focus on image, content, directories, and, and a strategy for uh, early pay-per-click. And obviously you can set your budget where it is. Uh, you know, I, when I started uh, doing some stuff, I actually tithed myself. I, I, I mean, maybe that's not the right word to use given the religious context of it and that I'm, I'm doing it to make money. But every fee I brought in, I segmented a certain percentage of that fee to go back into marketing my practice uh, because I wanted to make sure that I had funds to keep the hamster wheel moving. Um, so, Chris, any other questions that you might have? Uh, you know, give us one last question we can top you with before we run out of time. Is there something else that's burning that you need some help with? Yes, absolutely. So. Uh... <laughs> been working on my website and uh one of the thing i've been doing with you know researching my competition and reading attorney bios and whatnot um a lot of them sell on their experience either as a former prosecutor have been doing criminal defense for x number of years now i on the other hand have been doing debt collections and criminal defense is a new practice area for me but i feel like my competitive advantage could just be that you know seth you used the word scrappy and that it probably best describes me more than any one single word um would it be wise to sort of lean my bio toward I, that or no? I, I think you, I think you dance with what you got. I literally just went through this for my firm, right? We, you know, high, you know, large number, several dozen lawyers. And, I, you know, when I started, we wanted to hide the number of years of practice we had because it wasn't better than the bigger players. So I think you dance with what you got. You, you know, if you go to a great school, you want to feature it. If you went to somewhere that's not ideal – like that's not going to sell or give you any sort of competitive advantage. So I think that you create something creative. There are a lot of different schools of thoughts, you know, say what's relevant to them, not brag about yourself. And in this case, I think you talk about the tenacity and why you're doing it and why you're passionate about it more than the number of years, because you're not going to win a beauty contest on how many years you've been doing it, but you can do it based on the fact that, you know, when it's just you, you're getting me. There's nobody else. It's me. You're not going to get some other administrative person handling your stuff. I've got you, and I'm not going to dump you on a junior associate. You know, I'm going to fight as hard as I can for you. And if you can make turn the bio into almost a sales piece on you, forgetting about the things that you're not going to win, you know, them comparing one bio to another, I think that that's the way to go when you're junior. One thing I would just, a piece of advice I'd say is if you are going to put number of years of practice, don't put it as a numeric year because you forget about it. And like five, seven, eight years later, you look at it and you've undersold yourself for all those years. So, um, you know, understand that anything in a bio is going to sit. It shouldn't. It should be updated, but it will. And so leaving things that won't age badly, but at the same time, understanding that you don't want to brag about something that really isn't that special and is going to get undercut by your competition. So, Chris, let me ask you a question. How long have you been practicing criminal law? Uh, about two years. Okay. So you're working towards your 10th year in practice of criminal law, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, eight years ago. So, <laughs> I mean, that's honestly, you know, in my first year of practice, that's how I would sell myself to people. They say, oh, you know, I had, I had this crazy gray hair back then, which you don't have, but, um, you know, they would say, how long have you been doing this? I say, oh, I'm working towards my 10th year. 
uh, and they say, oh, wow, that's that's really impressive. You know, just, you, you know, it's, it's how I shade the facts that my clients benefit in front of a jury as well. You know, and I, and I think that's certainly something that uh, one of the things I would recommend that you do um, and, and bios is something that I think a lot of people need to sort of understand. Um, bios we could do a whole show on bios. Oh, I, and, and maybe we should. But, you know, bios aren't necessarily for you to brag about where you went to school and that type of thing. It's to enable the people. Like, go back to my, my original statement before. People connect with people, right? So go on my website. Look at the bio for me. Look at the bio for my partner, Dan Lage where we talk about, where I talk about feeling like I was an outcast and I didn't fit in. And I only really fit, fit in when I finally became a criminal defense lawyer. That's where I found my people, right? Uh, for my uh, for my partner, Dan, he talks about how, you know, he was homeless and he was a high school dropout. And, and it wasn't until he had his daughter, that he, excuse me, his son, that he starts to say, hey, you know what, I need to get my stuff together. Uh, and so I've always been an underdog and I fight for the underdog. Read our bios because... I can't tell you, ever since we took away from, let me tell you how great I am and made it about why I do what I do and who I am as a person, more people have come into our office and said, I read your bio, man. I knew you were the lawyer for me. So so take it from that perspective uh, and, and, and think about that. So I would encourage you to go on my website uh, and take a look at, uh, at, at my bio, my partner Dan's bio, because I think it helps you sell your story. Seth, you got something to add there? No, I think that that's great stuff. We, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that in the near future. But uh, right. it's, it's uh, you know, it, it, again, but I would say that it's the least, like not the least important, but get it and move on. Get a decent bio and you have so much to accomplish. Don't fret over that. That's not going to make or break you. Um, and because you go too creative, somebody's not going to like that. You go too braggadocious, somebody may like that. You just, you don't know. But I, I feel like something clean, that's solid, you can revisit it once you have some more confidence as time goes on. Awesome. All right, Chris, thank you so much for being with us today. I love being in this hot seat. What I'd like to do is make an offer to you now. I want to talk to you again six months from today. I want to, I want to get you back on the show in six months. We can see where you're at where you've grown, where stumbling points you've had, uh, and then we can make a plan for your second year of practice uh, and really sort of knock it out. So would you come back on the show uh, in six months? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, Look so with that, to we're going to say goodbye to you. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. We went long today, Seth, uh, So, uh, we're, but this is good. I, I, I like helping people, so I have no problem going longer when we can help out a great guy like Chris here. And if you know anybody Absolutely. who needs a criminal defense lawyer in St. Louis, Missouri, Chris is your guy, so make sure that you uh, make sure that you give him a call, send him those referrals. He's happy to take them, uh, and he'll do a great job for uh, for your clients. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Thanks. Take it easy. Bye bye now. Thank you. Take care. Wow, Seth, that was that was just phenomenal. I think you know Chris has got a lot of good takeaways from uh, from our, our our quick conversation. It went a lot longer than I expected, but that's the kind of thing you can get into once you start talking about these things. It sort of is like a ball rolling downhill. It picks up speed, uh, and it was some great stuff. Uh, so what I like to do now is add Nalini to the call uh, because we did talk about bringing Nalini in. I think we're going to run out of time. Uh, but let's let's add Nalini in, uh, and we can talk just briefly to her about uh, about directories. Hey, Nalini, how are you doing today? Hey guys, how's it going? No, that was an amazing episode so far, and I 
seen how much time you guys have put into creating this. And that's really what it's about is being able to give back to folks who are just opening their doors. So I'm glad you guys had that conversation and I'm hoping that other people will see all the value that they can get by, you know, kind of chiming in and being featured as well in the future episodes. So for me, I was just going to talk a little bit about directories. Um, I think what we can do is make it a, a bigger feature on next week because it is a big topic that we want to cover. Um, a lot of different aspects come with directories, right? There's the paid directories, there's the organic directories where you can just list yourself for a link um, and just to have people find you. And then there's the stuff that's in between. As Seth will talk to you guys about those find law type directories where they're good for, for link juice, but they're also kind of just for lead gen. Um, do they work? Do they not work? I hear that question all the time. And, and Seth, I know you can speak a lot to that. You guys talked about it a little bit with Avo, but if you want to um, talk a little bit more specifically about some items that you've seen with Price Benowitz. Well, I was going to say, look, we're going to do an entire segment next week on directories and do a deep dive. But the question that came up today, we talked about Avo specifically, and I know you've put together uh, some collateral material on that. Maybe explain what that is, make that available, and then we'll come back next week for the, for the deeper Perfect. dive. Perfect. So um, Avo is one of those that it will hit number one in a lot of organic searches. They have a lot of juice on their site. Um, so a lot of people will try to do paid ads on there, but there is the, just the profile that you guys can create and it has that little star rating, right? And so everyone can get to an eight usually, and then you're kind of stuck and you're like, how are these other people at 10? Yeah, so we've yeah, created I, kind I, of a directory. I was stuck at an eight yep. for the longest time. It's, they make it very easy. It's an algorithm to get to eight, right? To these, these A, B plus C, you end up there. But there's these smaller items that you can add on um, that will give you those extra point, point two, point eight that add up to get you that extra two points to get you to a 10. Um, we've created just a quick one pager with the items. An example of one is if you have a speaking engagement, right? You can put that you've spoken at national trial lawyers or whatever it may be. And if it is one that is recognized in a drop-down menu by AVO, then they will give you those points. So things like that, it's, it's really cool. Check it out, and we'll talk much more in detail next week. So is, is that something for next week, or do you have that now that people can get access to? I can send that out now. Yeah, I'll oh, send that cool. out Very now cool. in, yeah, in the chat. Yep, people will be able to click on it, and it'll take you to where you can download it right from our site. Okay, so that was our very quick version of the chum or the nuggets or whatever we say. We still need a name. So everybody, tell us down below what you think the name should be for Nalini's segment. But uh, we are running way over time already, uh, and I don't want to just monopolize everything. So I think we're going to cut it short now. Uh, I'm going to say goodbye for me. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. Be sure to tune in next week uh, at Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern for another edition of, uh, of Maximum Growth Live. Seth, do you have any departing words for everybody? No, just uh, this, this is great. I love the feature where we can help somebody out. It brought back. It was a walk down memory lane. You and I sitting at Bubba Head's uh, house out in uh, suburbs of Atlanta, trying to put this all together, and it, it just uh, a lot of a lot of positive flashbacks. Yeah, it's great stuff. Nalini, any final words from you? No, I think this was a really cool episode, and I hope to see more comments from people and some some direction on where you guys want us to be taking these shows. And for me, any more one pagers that you may want, trying to help. Yeah, and if you're also interested in being on the hot seat and getting some feedback, make sure down below you give us your name and we could reach out to you and maybe get you on a future episode. But I'm looking forward to seeing where Chris is going to be uh, six months. So if we could talk to him at the beginning of December, uh, it'll be really, really interesting to see how his practice has grown. So I'm looking forward to it. With that, we're going to end here today. I want to thank you all for being with us on another edition of Maximum Growth Live. I'm Jay Ruane for Seth Price, Nalini Prasad. Thank you so much for being with us. Goodbye, and we'll see you next week. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Maximum Growth Live. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast for the latest episodes and tune in live on Facebook every Thursday for our live show. For more information, visit Maximum Growth Live on Facebook or MaximumLawyer.com and be sure to share us with your friends.